Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Your official station to talk jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to WFAN KM to AM right now. Joining me is Brian Hoke, Yankees beat writer, beat reporter for MLB. He's the GOAT, one of my favorites, good guy, a guy that I've been a fan of for a while, and it's always a pleasure to have you on, Brian. What's up? What's up, Keith? How you doing? I'm good. I'm I'm great. I'm I'm happy to get to host uh, for five hours and to be on earlier. And now that the Yankees are done. I won't be on till two a.m. Uh, <laughs> I, I like I went to sleep last night by twelve. It was crazy. I woke up this morning. I just like didn't know what to do. So there are some positives to the Yankee season being over. You know, I bet you probably would have rather not had a good night's sleep, but, uh, you know, hey, you know, take it when you can get it, I guess. I guess I would have been asleep, uh, I don't know, if they were still playing. Like, you know, I was thinking last night before I went to sleep, I'm like, it's raining. If they did force this game to happen, it would have been postponed. I'm like, Mother Nature's against us. They didn't want the Yankees getting there, and the Yankees didn't want to get there themselves. They played terribly. Yeah, on all the lists of things I would list, I wouldn't say Mother Nature is number one there. The reason <laughs> the Yankees aren't advancing, um, yeah, I, I just think that, man, they got completely outplayed in this series. And, uh, you know, a lot of people have asked me, you know, what was it like in the clubhouse, you know, after game four? And what I came back and said was, in 2017 in Houston, I, I watched CeCe Sabathia crying in there. In 2019, I saw Brett Gardner, tears coming out of his eyes, and you know, uh, just pin drop silent. This one... Um, because I feel like in 17 and 19, the Yankees felt like they were so close and it just got taken away from them. This one, I felt like guys were kind of like, wow, they, they smoked us and you know, the, the better team won. And mm-hmm. so I, I don't feel like it was even close. Um, you know, obviously they were upset and you know, it, it stinks when your season's over, but this one, I don't think the heartbreak was there just because the Astros, the writing was on the wall. I mean, they were the better team for four straight games. Yeah, I mean, they were the bully, and sometimes you just know you can't beat the bully up. He's bigger than you, he's stronger than you, he's older than you, he's got you. <laughs> so, Brian, uh, I thought that somebody made a troll account. You know how they make, like, fake Jeff Passan accounts on Twitter, or, you know. Uh, I thought somebody got you, because I read a tweet that said, Aaron Boone said that Chad Bowling, the Yankees' <laughs> mental skills coach, 
was sending around highlight videos of the 2004 Red Sox this morning. Eduardo Perez also FaceTimed David Ortiz into Boone's office pregame. I honestly, like, I I didn't say a word on Twitter. I think I liked the tweet, bookmarked it, and mm-hmm. I, I made sure it was you. But around that time, it was 4.15. I was deciding whether I wanted to make the trek to Yankee Stadium, and I'm like, nah, something is up. That's wrong. I don't know what is going on. There's an identity crisis. Please fill me in on how you learned about that and what your thoughts are about that. Uh, that seemed just strange and misplaced and unnecessary for Wait me. Wait a second, Keith. So you didn't go to Yankee Stadium because I tweeted something? I had no idea I had that kind of power. You do. I mean, there was a few things. I knew the game was going to be delayed to 8.30. Yeah. Uh, it was Sunday. I was watching football. Uh, my wife came home. My sister was in town. And when I'm, you know, checking the vibes online of what the fans are saying, 4, four o'clock, 4.15, I caught that tweet. And I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. This makes no sense. It is true. It did happen. Uh, Chad Bowling was sending it out. And I don't think it's uncommon for them to send out motivational videos. But uh, in this case, Look, there's not a lot of examples of teams, especially in baseball, that have come back from 3-0 down. You know, I'm sure if there was a Tigers or Dodgers or Padres or any other team, they would have sent that one. But there's one example. I think there was one out of 39 that have ever come back, and it just happens to be the one that <laughs> defeated the Yankees in heartbreaking, crushing fashion. And so, um, yeah, it's funny. I was uh, talking to David Cohn on the field about it, and I said, and Coney wasn't on those 2004 Yankees, but he played with a lot of those guys. He played with Jeter, and he played with Mo and uh, Posada. And, you know, I, I just said, how do you think those guys would have taken this? And he he shook his head, and he laughed. He said, I think there's a lot of people laughing up in Red Sox Nation right now. And so, uh, yeah, I think it, it, it missed the mark. I, I get why they did it. I, I get the understanding of it. And I even called Boone on that to his face. I said, you know, I understand why you would do that, but don't you think it's a little strange to be sending out a, a video of the Red Sox beating the Yankees? And he kind of laughed and um, you know, downplayed it a little bit. But uh, I, I get the intent there, but to me it, it fell flat. Yeah, for me, I can't grasp how that's supposed to motivate them watching the guys that came before them lose in Yankee Stadium, and that was one of the worst moments. And then they just made another one with the Astros celebrating on that field after being swept in the ALCS. For me, I just was like going back to when I was in high school and that happened. That was when my like childhood fandom died as a Yankee fan. That's when I felt like I, I started to become a grown man. I'm like, wait, they're not going to win? They're not going <laughs> back to the World Series? They actually blew a 3-0 lead? That could happen. The curse ends. But, you know, here we are. So let's talk about this current team now. You know, that's in the past. Uh, I, I don't understand the David Ortiz thing either, villain. But, um... You know, after where do, where do the Yankees go from here? You're swept in the ALCS. You've lost five straight ALCS. That's never been done before. The Astros own you. People are saying the Astros are the Yankees' daddy. That's three ALCS, 17, 19, 22. What do they do now in this offseason, right? The offseason is supposed to be about getting better. Yes, they won 99 games. Yes, they won the AL East. But what do they do to get good enough to beat the Astros? Yeah, let me just go back for one second. The David Ortiz thing, that was kind of like, because ESPN had availability with Boone in his office. And so that was Eduardo Perez, who's obviously on radio. Um, That wasn't about the 04 Red Sox. That was about the fact that Big Poppy, I guess, on TV that day had worn a Philadelphia Eagles jersey. And um, so Boone has a a Dawkins jersey hanging in his office at Yankee Stadium. So that was kind of like why it was like, hey, you know, Philly Eagles, you know, that kind of thing. It wasn't about like, hey, please tell us how to be the 2004 Red Sox. So (laughs) that wasn't the vibe there. Um, But I think that got misconstrued a little bit. But 
it's true that Big Poppy was on FaceTime in Aaron Boone's office before that game. And, and anyway, uh, he's answer the guy your that says the Yankees lose. I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Um, to answer your question, how did the Yankees get better? I think. You know, and I go back to what I said in 17 and 19 was that the Yankees went toe to toe with Houston and they came away from that series saying we are close, like we are almost right there. And going back to what Aaron Boone said a a year or two ago about teams have closed the gap on us, which I think even at the time, a lot of people were kind of giggling about. um, Now, I think the gap between the Yankees and the Astros, who are the cream of the crop, they're the pennant winners, they're in the ALCS every year, they're what you want to be there. They are the franchise in the American league that you want to be. They're probably going to be the world series champions. I think they're favored in this series. Um, so look, I, I think that uh, the Yankees have a lot of work to do to get there. And, you know, obviously priority number one is figuring out what you're going to do with, you know, the big right fielder who's going to be getting $300 million plus is he coming back? If he's not, then what are you doing? Um, I think that obviously that's the top priority after they figure out, Look, Brian Cashman is a free agent, by the way. I, I believe that the Yankees are going to make him an offer to return. Um, I, I know that fans have been pushing the other way on that, but I, I, expect, I expect Boone to be back next year. I think that Cashman will get an offer to return. I don't have a clear read on what his feeling is one way or the other, but if he, if the Steinbergers want him back, put it that way. And so uh, if that's locked in, then what do you do from there? And um, you know, after you figure out Aaron Judge, if you sign Aaron Judge, how much money do you have left to spend? Because this guy's going to get upwards of $40 million a year. Uh, yeah, and here we are. It's going to be a long winter, right? And now you're hearing that the Dodgers are in play and the Giants won't be outbid. And, of course, here in New York, people are saying, hey, Steve Cohen, throw a bag of money at him. In my opinion, everything starts with Aaron Judge, and we need an answer on that as soon as possible. I feel like they can't let him go. He's their guy that they drafted, developed, helped make this superstar. He broke records in pinstripes. Like, if Aaron Judge isn't re-signed, then blow the whole thing up. Yeah, I, I just I think the fan reaction will be nuclear if the Yankees somehow do not re-sign Aaron Judge. You know, hey, I get asked a lot, you know, what do you think the chances are? What are the odds? What's the percent? Put a percent on it. Um, you know, just my, my personal feeling is 80% Judge is back, but that means 20% he's not. So I think that it's a... It's a real possibility. It's not a probability, I don't think, but uh, it's something you definitely have to think about. Okay, Brian, so who's on the left side of the infield next year on opening day? Who's playing third? Who's playing short? Boy, I would love to see them figure out a way to get Anthony Volpe and Oswald Peraza on the left side of the infield. You know, whichever one you want to put at third base, I, that would not be my bet that that's going to happen. I think that, don't forget, Josh Donaldson is under contract for one more year at big money. You're going to have to. How could if you're I gonna forget? Move, yeah, I know. Uh, if, if you're going to move him, you're going to have to package him with a, a decent prospect to, to get somebody to eat that money or just eat it outright. And I don't see them doing that the way that they stood by Donaldson and talked him up during the postseason, talked about his on base percentage, talked about his defense. Um, but then you look at the rest of his numbers and it was, it, it really hurt them. And, and yes, I know that he took a lot of fire because of that. And, uh, you know, they're up and down the lineup. How many guys really did produce in the playoffs? Harrison Bader and Anthony Rizzo. And that's about it, really. Um, but Donaldson definitely uh, had a mark on his back for that. And uh, I feel like Yankee fans, if you go back into next spring training saying, Donaldson's at third and IKF is at short. I don't think they're going to be very happy at all. So I think that you got to change that up somehow. I would love to see Peraza or Volpe get a real shot to win the job in, in spring training. Uh, 
you know, I, I see people talking about, you know, go out and sign Trey Turner. And yeah, I mean, you know, just if, if we're plugging in baseball cards, sure, that, that looks awesome. But, um, you know, like I said, everything comes after the judge domino. And if you're going to sign judge, I don't see how they can do more than that and still stay under these kind of payroll constraints that they're giving themselves. Right. And I mean, I already know they're going to sell us on, you know, Josh Donaldson's in the best shape of his life this offseason. He's got a new hitting coach. He's coming back. Like They're already going to get us ready for, like, this new and improved Josh Donaldson at age 37. I'm good on it. And with IKF, it was a struggle all year. And they told you, you know, there's metrics that show he's one of the better shortstops. Well, he was supposed to be a stopgap. Let's stop that. That's enough. That's the stopgap. Now, we saw Peraza, and we know Volpe is right on the doorstep of being a major leaguer. Let's see these guys. You just saw Jeremy Pena get a full year to play in replacement of Carlos Correa, who Yankees fans were screaming for, and he becomes the MVP of the ALCS. So I feel like it's time for the Yankees to develop their young guys and let them play even if they have to learn under fire. Yeah, take take the training wheels off. Let Peraza or Volpe try and win that spot. And I, I think the frustrating thing, at least for me, I can speak personally about it, but you know, I'm sure for the fans too, is that it's the gaslighting with IKF because we saw it with our own eyes that this guy would botch a routine ground ball hit at him so many times. And like, did you ever feel confident with the game on the line where the ball hits IKF? And uh, I, I know it's easy to pile on because of the way the season ended in game four, but this was not something that started in game four. There was a reason that they benched him uh, in the postseason and finally gave up and it panic moved. Really. They started three different shortstops during the postseason. Um, by the time you get to the ALDS, you should have your, your defensive lineup pretty well set. And so they didn't, they, they knew it. And I think that part of it is they rely a lot on these defensive numbers and they're obviously very metrics heavy and, and analytics heavy as is the rest of the league. But, and I've asked for clarification on this because yeah, you mentioned the thing about IKF being a top three to five defensive shortstop. And I said, where are these numbers coming from? And I guess what happens is some of these metrics, if you make a great play, that gives you more weight than if you just make the ball play on the ball hit right at you. So if you're making these fantastic plays in the hole, and we've seen IKF do it where he flags the ball down and throws out the guy at first, and I guess you get more points based on that than if you just make the routine 6-4-3 double play. Uh, but what's more important is making the fantastic play or making the ones, you know, a 6-4-3 with the game on the line. So I guess that's where that comes from. I feel like it's almost paralysis by analysis where you're just looking at the numbers on the page and not really what the eyes are telling you. Yeah, and we all know, you know, a guy can make a high level of difficulty play in the eighth inning of a game that you're up five going to win. Like, what does that matter? We need the routine plays. You know, I'm a football guy. Give me the receiver that catches the easy ones. I don't need the guy that makes the one-handed miraculous play then drops all the ones that hit him in the chest. Like, we need to convert right. first downs. We need the, the the regular things to be regular and not be hard. So, all right, moving on from that, one more question for you. Actually, two, but quickly. Uh, Glaber Torres, do you think he'll be here next year? Do you think they figure out a way to move him? And then also with this outfield, I'm assuming Judge is in right. I'm assuming Bader is in center. But I am, I'm not expecting Benintendi to be here. I just feel like he's going to go to the highest bidder and the Yankees aren't going to be in a position to uh, outbid someone else for his services. I feel like he's literally one and done, one month and done. Hmm. Um, you know, I'm kind of the other way on Benintendi. I feel like there's a good shot of him coming back. I, uh, I think that he enjoyed his time in New York. He, didn't, he knew it got cut short, but uh, the way that he really 
uh, worked his tail off to try and get back. Uh, I know that he was very close to coming back for the ALCS, and then he had a setback. I think that um, he, he seemed to be all in. So I, I actually, um, you know, obviously a lot has to happen, and I think Judge has to be the first domino to fall, but I, I feel like he would be interested in coming back. And so um, I, I would put him in the maybe pile there. And as far as Glaber, um, you know, talking to him after game four, he was a little on the fence too about, I don't know if I'm going to come back. And I think that, He'll never admit this, but I think it bothered him that he was so close to being traded to Miami at the deadline in August. They, they almost got Pablo Lopez for him, and um, I, I think that kind of wore on him. I think he went into a slump at, at a various point after that for a while, and, um, you know, I think that, you know, that probably hurt him um, to, to hear that your team is, is very close to moving you, and then at the last second that fell through, and obviously he had to play out the rest of the year. So I think that he's not sure about what his future holds, but you know, this takes us back to spring training of 2022 when it was like you have DJ LeMayhew at, at second, you got IKF at short, and you had Donaldson at third, and you had Rizzo at first. And I was like, where does Glaber Torres fit in? So if you're getting LeMayhew back healthy again, uh, I think Torres is you – can, you can definitely talk about moving Glaber. I think that would be on the table. Awesome. Brian, enjoy the rest of your night. Tell the family I say hello. Next thing you know, World Series is over, winter meetings, pitchers and catchers, and we're right back at it. Yeah, man, it goes fast. But I, I will tell you, Penny was very upset after game four. She, we were keeping track on, like, um, the brackets, you know, with the, the team logos, and we were crossing the teams off when they when they lost and they were eliminated. When I told her, all right, it's going to be Houston or Philadelphia, she crumpled <laughs> it up and she threw it in the garbage. She said, I don't want this anymore. So yeah, she was I, upset. I saw the video of her in the stadium. I feel bad. You know, she's like, we got to be loud. Like She's trying to get <laughs> people into it. It's like, Penny, it's over. It's over. I know. Well, next there's always next year. Always next year. Thanks, Brian Hoke. Appreciate you, man. You got to keep fit. 877-337-6666. We'll com- continue the Yankees talk. We'll uh, take your calls. We'll, I guess, add on to, you know, what we haven't said. I'll, I'll look through some things that haven't been, been brought up yet. You know, I've been saying Benintendi, I think, is out of here. We don't know. But Hoke seems to think he comes back, man. And if... That outfield has Benintendi, Bader, Judge. That's the best outfield in baseball. And then if they can get this infield right, imagine Rizzo at first, DJ at second. I don't know, maybe Volpe at short, Peraza at third next year. A boy can... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Dream. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Tuesday night on the fan. Keith McPherson checking in a five-hour KM to AM. Thanks for rocking with us. Thanks for joining us. You're listening to WFAN Sports Talk Radio. Brian Hoke was just on. If you missed that, go to the free Odyssey app. Rewind. Select the time, 8 o'clock, and you can hear what we talked about. We talked about the Yankees, obviously. Biggest thing that I got from that was that Hoke thinks Benintendi might be in play. I looked at Benintendi as once he got hurt, oh, he's out of here. I looked at him as a rental. I looked at him as a guy that played for the Red Sox, won a World Series for the Red Sox. He probably doesn't want to be a Yankee. He got a little bit of a taste of how the Yankee fans operate, and maybe he wants to go somewhere a little quieter. But if they can re-sign him, that's the best outfield in baseball, assuming they re-sign Aaron Judge. And uh, let's take some calls. At 9 o'clock, Connor Hughes will join me a fellow Monmouth University alum covering the Jets and the Giants for SNY. And uh, we'll shift the conversation then so we can do some football talk in the 9 o'clock hour, uh, 10 o'clock hour. And then by 11, we'll just open it up to whatever you guys want to talk about. I'm in here watching the Devils. Shout out to my Devils fans. Devils up 4-1 in Detroit against the Red Wings. I'm trying to get more into hockey, but it's just like as I, like I'm doing it on my own. And doing it on my own is not hasn't been su- successful. There's too many teams, players, and even rules that I don't know. So I'm trying to understand certain type of things. And as I'm trying to get into it, it's just a lot. On top of watching baseball, football, basketball like I already do, adding the NHL, it has been a challenge. But I'm a Devils fan. I'm rooting for the Devils. Uh, the Rangers are on as well against the Avalanche. I just went into the kitchen and saw it was scoreless there. Let me double check and make sure it's still scoreless in that game. I think so. My computer is loading. But, yeah, if you guys got hockey takes, hockey talk, we can throw that out there as well. Yep, still 0-0 uh, at Madison Square Garden with the Rangers. But NHL coming or uh, NFL coming in the 9 o'clock hour. I doubt anyone really, you know, is going to be calling up screaming about the Knicks and, and Nets. They they're, They've played three games. But uh, let's get the conversation back to the Yankees and back to the calls. And maybe a Mets call? Young Josh in Passaic, a Mets fan on the fan. What's up, kid? Good, Keith. How about you? Good. Can't complain. Got five hours to rock. So you were saying that the Yankees' first priority is to sign back Judge. And you said they need a few more solid players. Which style players do you think that would be? I don't know, honestly. Like, they have solid players in the organization that they didn't want to get rid of. 
We'll see what, what they can do. You know, that's what Cashman is paid to do. I can't call it. I didn't call that they were going to make a trade for IKF and Donaldson this past offseason. Hopefully they can maneuver something um, this offseason to get some, just like, I want guys that are solid MLB players that don't go cold or don't go quiet. Like a Harrison Bader, that move for Harrison Bader, I knew. I'm like, that kid is a stud. He's going to be a spark. If he's healthy, he can go. Like, bring us more Harrison Bader types. Right, those are like Mets type players. I mean, the Mets need is kind of the opposite stuff. The Mets need the power. The Yankees need more contact. But with the Nets, though, is this, is Hassan Whiteside still available? Because he could rebound and he could play defense. And I know Claxton could rebound, but he's big center. <laughs> Hassan Whiteside, I'm good on him. If he's still in the league, I'm not sure. Uh, he last it's played for the Utah Jazz. No, nah, they, they, I mean, the Nets definitely need a center. And we're seeing Ben Simmons and Nick Claxton and Dayron Sharp, and there's questions around all three of those guys. Uh, I don't Instead know. Instead of trading a pick for Royce O'Neal, maybe use that pick on a center. Royce O'Neal, but, you know, they needed a 3 and D wing. Royce O'Neal's a veteran. Uh, he got cooked last night, but I think he's going to be solid overall. He had the game-winning shot on Friday. I, I like the Royce pickup. I just know that they need a, a, a big. They need a five. They need somebody that... Can, can be on the, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see with the Nets. They are, I don't know. Even Steve Nash said it. You know, we're going to keep developing and work on it. They are, they are a ways away in my eyes um, as, you know, not even being a championship team, just being a competitive team. Like, I, I think they have the talent. They don't have the coach. Like, watching a game last night, I'm like, why does Steve Nash not challenge calls? Like, why does he not affect the game in that way? That is what he's supposed to do, but... We don't want to get too deep in the Nets conversation tonight. That that'll come later on when uh, you know football is over and we're in like the dead of of winter and there's really not much going on besides basketball and hockey. As you're saying about the Devils, that usually being a Devils fan, you follow them more because at this point, right? For me and most Mets fans, when they're, if they're Devils fans, the Mets are around. usually the Giants and Jets. Are the amount of wins they have is the amount of losses now. <laughs> Well, I think the Jets and Giants being good right now is exactly what we needed after the uh, disappointment of the Mets season and disappointment of the Yankees season. You know, fans can roll right into, you know, their Jets and Giants gear and uh, putting all their attention there, and they have winning teams that they're hoping make the playoffs. And I think both teams have a good shot. So go sports. Sports are all right. That if the Giants would be 6-4 and four when you take out this show, and right now they have a realistic, realistic chance of being 9-1. and one. They got the Texans, Seahawks, and Lions coming up. It all could be three wins. That I'm thinking they they lose in Seattle. Um, I, I'm not rooting for them to lose. I just know that something's got to give. They've stolen so many games. They could have lost that Jaguars game, but like going to face they the 12th man. Like every game this year. Yeah, I, I just I feel like they're due for a for a loss, um, and that could come against you know Geno Smith. Former Giants quarterback, Kenneth Walker, this kid is going off now. And it's, it's always tough to play in Seattle because of their crowd and going out west. That's a long flight. So if the Giants were to stumble, right, they have inter, um, injuries. They just lost Bellinger. They just lost Neal. Uh, they, There's some guys that have been hurt all year. I don't know, you know, um, who they're getting back, who they're not getting back. If they were going, going to stumble in the next couple of weeks, I think it might be here against the Seahawks. Right, 100%. Keith, have a good night. Thanks for the call, Josh. We will get into that football conversation in the 9 o'clock hour. Let's get back to the phones. Let's see what you guys want to talk about. Yankees, 
Yankees, Yankees, Yankees. So we're going to talk Yankees. Brian is in Los Angeles on the fan. What's up, Brian? How's it going, Keith? Great. Thanks for calling up. Yeah, good, man. I just uh, got turned on to your show. I've been listening to it a lot. I think it's pretty great. So Awesome. Um, anyway, yeah, I was just thinking, uh, obviously, about the um, depressing end of the Yankees season and looking back at the previous offseason and just kind of thinking about, like, I guess the um, the Urshela Sanchez trade and what a surprise that was and just trying to think of how things, like, maybe could have been done differently. And uh, I, I'm sure you've talked about this to death yeah. already in the last week. I, I really but, um, do want to go back. I'm going to go back. I'm going to look up the date of that trade. I'm going to look up what I tweeted. And then maybe uh, tomorrow, I think I have another five-hour show Thursday. Maybe tomorrow I'll go find the clips. But I know most of us were confused. Most of us were like, what? What I remember the first thing I thought was, are they going to flip Josh Donaldson? And then when I looked at his contract and remembered that the Twins gave him that big deal, I'm like, oh, you, this isn't a contract you flip. I'm like, they willingly took on this guy's money. <laughs> And them taking that money enabled Minnesota to go sign Carlos Correa. And I Did think you it want was, Carlos Correa, though? No, I, I mean, never wanted like, Carlos Correa. Me neither, exactly. And, and there's some bozos that have, have hit my Instagram and Twitter like, well, how'd it work out? You were one of the main guys saying they shouldn't sign Carlos Correa. I stand by that. I still feel like they shouldn't have signed Carlos yeah, Correa. I feel he like wasn't the only really guy a... available. Right, but, but, you know, out of those the shortstops that were available, there wasn't anybody that made me go, It'd be cool if they got him. Everybody, I was like, let's just see what happens. And I got to say, I mean, I, I really, <clears throat> I really like the versatility, in theory, of kind of. Could you imagine left. Corey Seager's left-handed bat in Yankee All right, Stadium? That would have been nice. That would have been super nice. <laughs> That's who I was on, and then Trevor Story. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, you know, uh, I'm out near LA, right? So it's like the Dodgers. I, I can't watch them a lot because it's hard. But uh, Seager has definitely been a player that I've seen a lot, and you go, man. He's that a dog. Nice, but, He's a champion. That's the type yeah. of guy you put at shortstop. He's a shortstop for the next eight years or whatever. No, he signed a big, true. big contract with the Rangers, and of course, they threw money at him and Trevor Simeon. You know, they went and got both of those guys. Didn't really and work you look out at well the for year him. He but. had for the Rangers, and you're like, dude, I would take that in a heartbeat. That would fit in, right? Like, of course, you know, easy. He, and he'd, he'd have a better year in New York. He would have had a better year playing in he Yankee Stadium. Be- yeah, it wasn't a very typical. Like he's had better years with the Dodgers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a any- it's a culture shock going from playing in Dodger Stadium in L.A. to going to Globe Life Park in Arlington, Texas. He's still going to be good. He's still going to be good. I, I mean, he was good. Guys, kind of want to take the comfortable route sometimes and not because you know the New York media, in my opinion, is a lot of what makes. The Yankees fizzle. People are writing, and everything is so doom and gloom that it's like, you know, I mean, we're supposed to enjoy baseball. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. It can be a lot with the fans and with the media, but that's because people care. You want to be somewhere where people care because when you win, it's that much greater, right? When you win, it's it's that much bigger. Like the Yankees advance in the ALDS, and I'm in the middle of the street on River Ave. With hundreds of Yankees fans celebrating, I didn't expect that no, to happen. No, nothing like, better, dude. Yeah, you know. It, 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 yeah, I mean, there's like nothing better than that feeling, and I think it's like if someone hasn't felt that, they're not really maybe aware of it. Maybe a guy like Seager is like, you know, I want the piece of. No, nah, he took the most money. Dallas he took. He took. They they paid him a lot of money. I forget what the deal yeah, was, yeah. but he took the like that was an offer that yeah. you can't turn down. I think the Yankees gambled on the home run Donaldson Three, hit last year. Three hundred and twenty-five million. It's no, like, I know. okay, yeah, yeah. No. ten years, three hundred and twenty-five million. 
But kind of thinking about that trade again, though, back to that trade, you know, and it's like, you know, they kind of gambled on, okay, Donaldson hit some home runs and he, he played good defense. They'd take that. But then, you know, I, I just, yeah, I was not into that at all. I wanted Glaber gone, actually. I was like, you know, I think everyone had had enough of Glaber and even the little kind of resurgence he showed, you know, I mean, where it was, was it like, in October? Where was it even as, as we like, you know, got to the, you know, no. Don't just, you look at the nonchalant catches he makes sometimes and you just go like, what's up with this? I, piece, I you know? can't stand to look at his puppy dog face when he makes a throwing error or mistake or doesn't hustle. Like I'm good on it. That, that's exactly the type of player that you need to remove. Thanks for the call, Brian. The Yankees need to remove players like Glaber Torres that have little mental lapses or moments where they're not locked in or moments where they don't look focused can cost you a game. Now, the play with him and IKF where they should have turned that double play literally 10 times out of 10. I don't know how many uh, times they've done it during the year, but of course, in the biggest moment, they you know they can't figure that out. I don't blame Glaber, Glaber Torres for that. It wasn't like he fired it at IKF. And it wasn't that much offline. IKF's route was bad. But you know what? IKF was on the bench. IKF lost his starting job in the postseason, the biggest games. He was probably shaken up by that. And then he gets thrown in there. When I, I, I remember saying last week, I'm like, okay, now that you went to Peraza, you, you, you stick with Peraza the rest of the way. There's no reason to go back to IKF. I don't know what Boone was figuring. I don't want to hear about, oh, contact. and No, I don't care about his bat when you know his glove is a liability. And not even his glove, just him. He That's a huge liability, putting a guy back out there who mentally was damaged by losing his spot in the biggest moment to a rookie. It didn't make any sense. Make it make sense. It didn't make any sense. didn't make sense to go back to IKF. And now I don't know what IKF is going to be, where he'll be, but that moment is forever. Fans will forever remember that botched double play. And then, you know, he looked dejected having to talk about it after the game. But shame on Brian Cashman for thinking that that was some type of genius move. And shame on Aaron Boone for playing three different shortstops in the American League Championship. Like, what is going on with the New York Yankees? I said last night in my rant, all this talk about hire Derek Jeter, bring Jeter back. Jeter's like, this is a mess. This has nothing to do with me. This doesn't look like anything that I had to do with when I played uh, shortstop for the Yankees for 20 years. You you knew who was there. You knew you could count on me to be clutch and to make the routine plays. Keith McPherson on the fan, 877-337-6666. Quick break when we come back, maybe a call or two, and then Connor Hughes will join me at 9. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the fan. Go for it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. <laughs> It'll be a long time before we hear this in Yankee Stadium. Place is closed. And uh, they better do some remodeling of this team before we see the Yankees run back on that field. Keep McPherson on the fan. You've got me till 12. Thanks for listening on WFAN and the free Odyssey app. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We're talking sports tonight. You guessed it. Sports Talk Radio. Let's get back to the phones because Connor Hughes will join me in about 12, 15 minutes. And uh, there's plenty of Yankees fans with questions, thoughts, takes that I'd like to get to. Let's go to Randy in West New York on the fan. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Keith? Holding it down. 
My man, look, I think it all starts with uh, Boone. You know, I really saw his weaknesses with the way he managed his pen, with the way he managed the lineups, with the way he handled the media. It was it was horrible. He he had no control. He absolutely bust every single interview. What he said about the roof being open was absolutely embarrassing. Yeah, it was weak. Super it weak. It was weak. And then that whole video about the 04 Red Sox team. Yeah, today. it's crazy. It's actually so, insane all of the things this year. And and over the past few years that we've we've heard and that we've listened to and I, I think I've said on here, I've stopped listening to the post game. Last year before I was even on same, WFAN, same. I would listen to Sweeney Murdy because they would just go to like a clip of Aaron Boone's post game. I couldn't watch him in 2021 after the game act like everything's all right. Be cool cool dad talk about Judgy and Trevi and all these guys like there's, you know, he's cool dad like they're his best friends. It's like, "Nah, you're the manager of the team and these guys are failing and you got to tighten it up." And then this year he gave us, the, you know, the fake uh it's all right in front of us. It's just weak, man. All of it is super weak, and the Yankees are, are going to run it back with him. I, I guarantee you he's the manager next year, um, and they're not going to hold him accountable. Thanks for the call, Randy. Like, If you guys call and you're at work, I understand, but if there's a bunch of stuff going on in the background, that's not, not ideal for barking. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate the call, but if you're busy, uh, we don't want to hear everything else in the background. But back to Aaron Boone. Two things about Boone before we move on. I've said this, right? When I see Aaron Boone going to Clark Schmidt, right? After you watched that game two Saturdays ago, Clark Schmidt shouldn't have entered the postseason the rest of the way. But then when you see Aaron Boone go to him in game one and that magical double play to get out of it, cool, he's done. One inning, you got away with that. And then they go back to him and he gives up two solo shots. To me, I'm like, okay, they give Aaron Boone a set of choices. They they give him really probably like red or blue pill. And he's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't most time, right? You can't use these high leverage relievers that we used in the DS in game one. We're playing for game six and seven. So we're going to give you a bucket of guys you can can use. Clark Schmidt, Lou Trevino, Frankie Montas. And I feel like he, he just pushes the wrong button a lot. And, you know, sometimes it works out, but when it doesn't, that's when we're louder about it and it seems like a mistake. I feel like it was a mistake. I think they should have went to Lou Trevino first. Notice how they went to him after Garrett Cole uh, Saturday. Why didn't they do that in game one? They go to Clark Schmidt like this kid has pitched. Like he's been in the postseason. Like he's been a st- like he was being stretched out to be a starter in AAA this season. How did he become your high leverage guy? Like coming out of the pen first. We were saying, where's Domingo Herman? Oh, yeah, we're 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 waiting. We're waiting to use him uh, for length. You took you took Jamison Tyone out after the fourth inning. Like, what other time are you waiting on to use a guy for length? He didn't even get halfway through the game. Go to Domingo then. Like, we don't want to hear it. It's nonsense. That's why I say we're not dumb. Don't, like, don't try and deceive us. <laughs> we watch all these games. We watch every pitch. We watch the post game. Enough is enough. So, uh, one, I feel like Aaron Boone is, you know, they have a meeting or something, and they give him a set of things he can and can't do. That's why we're watching the game and we're screaming things. Why isn't this happening? Where is this guy? That wasn't on the script. When you hear me say uh, boop, boop, deep up, beep, boop, the little computer sounds, Johnny Five or Optimus Prime, they have a little Autobot that uh, puts out the script of what they can and can't do in games. And then you get into the game where the game has to go off a of feel and instinct and what your eyes tell you. 
and what a guy looks like, not what he did against right-handed batters in AAA this season. Like, in the moment, you have to make those decisions, and I feel like Aaron Boone isn't really allowed to do that because there's already a set script of what he can and can't do. And then also, I have to remind you folks, what other Major League Baseball team did Aaron Boone manage? I'll wait. It's a quick answer. None. He's only managed the New York Yankees. He was handpicked by the New York Yankees and got his first opportunity coming out of television. He was on the ESPN baseball broadcast team. He was on Sunday Night Baseball. And the Yankees interviewed a few guys, and I'm pretty sure, and i got to look up the article, I'm pretty sure Rob Thompson, who just managed the Philadelphia Phillies to the World Series, I feel like he was one of those guys in the running, and they went with Aaron Boone after meeting like for three hours because they knew that Boone was in on the uh, on the analytics and it's his first gig. He inherited a team that went to game seven of the ALCS. It's not like he inherited uh, the Texas Rangers like Bruce Bochy about to figure out or, you know, one of these teams that are at the bottom of Major League Baseball. He He inherited a team with Aaron Judge and a bunch of other stars. So real quick, the final six... Candidates were Aaron Boone, Hensley Mullins, Chris Woodward, Eric Wedge, Carlos Beltran, and Rob Thompson. I knew those he was were the in final. There. So those are the final six names in 2017. Thank you, producer. My producer looking it up for me. I just didn't want to say something on air that wasn't true, but I knew his name was in that bucket. Right, and according to the article I'm reading, the three most impressive interviews out of those six were Aaron Boone. Hensley Mullins and Carlos Beltran. And Hensley Mullins is the hitting coach now. Yep, Bam Bam, yep. And Beltran was hired to be the Mets manager, and we know what happened there with, right. you know, F. Altuve and the Chief. Everything goes over. Everything goes over. Everything always goes back. He got the short end of the deal because Alex Cora got his gig back, and A.J. Hinch got Beltran's hired by the— going to manage. I you think know, Beltran's going to He got the short end of the stick. The Yankees tried to put him in the Yes Network booth, and that didn't work. He should be on the field. He should be a manager— in Major League Baseball, maybe for like the White Sox, a team with some don't Hispanic want, players. You wouldn't want him on the Yankees to replace Beltran? You he's don't want another to rookie replace manager? Boone? He's ben, not going. Yes. I think he could be a better manager than Boone, but he's not going to listen to everything that Cashman and the Atlantic, uh, Atlantic, the analytics crew say. I think he's more of a feel guy, a baseball guy. Right. I don't think more that- like Buck. A little more like Buck a little bit with the feel. But I wouldn't even compare him to Buck because Buck's got so much experience. Right, no, but and, in the more of a gut feel situation. Sure. And would I, you and, care uh, that he never managed before, though? Because that was one of your criticisms of Boone is he's never was a manager before this, and now you're sticking a guy. So I wonder I if mean, the Yankees fans would want a seasoned vet to replace Boone or if they would take a chance on somebody uh, else doing it for the or first something time. Like that. Right. I, I don't know. I feel like, you know. I just mentioned Boone came out of television working for the ESPN baseball team. They have Carlos Beltran working with the Yes Network team, probably getting him ready to go into uh, some type of manager position. I don't know. I can't say that I think Carlos Beltran would be a better manager than Aaron Boone. Reminder that Aaron Boone did manage this team to two division championships. I think he had 200 win seasons, was uh, a game away from his third 100 win season. He's been successful in the regular season. But there's been some questionable moves in the regular season, whether it's you know pitching Andrew Heaney or forcing Joey Gallo in there or pinch hitting Joey Gallo for some reason. And then when you get to October, October, it all unravels. So my two things with Aaron Boone, man, I just told you him. He's given a set of things he can and can't do, a bucket 
that he can choose from, a bucket that he can't. And that's why I think we end up watching the games and seeing some decisions that we're like, why was that the move? And then also, he is attached to Cashman. They handpicked him. When they were ready to move on from Joe Girardi, they could have gotten an experienced manager. They went to Aaron Boone because they knew that they he would be in lockstep with what they wanted to do with their new analytical approach. Instead of going to buy all of these players, we're going to use numbers and math and try and create some type of, I don't know what they're trying to create because it hasn't worked, but uh, I feel like Boone and Cashman are connected. And I literally heard Cashman say that he hopes that Boone gets as much time here, at least, that Girardi got and Tory got. So I'm expecting him to get seven, eight years, and that's what his next contract or the contract that he's in would be, seven, eight years as a Yankee manager. Let's see if he can manage this team back to a World Series. With the guys that they have, no. They need uh, some serious moves in this offseason. We're going to be looking at the same thing, folks, coming up short. The Astros aren't going anywhere. Keep McPherson on the fan time for the break. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 